on maynard.com.au. AU! Hi, how are you? Ladies and gentlemen, on the phone we have someone who's going to be in this very country very, very shortly. In fact, it be my honour to introduce her onto stage, Wigfield or Sandy Carlson. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Sexy eyes. Saturday night, though, your two biggest ones here in Australia. But you've had lots of dance floor hits around here, haven't you? There's been a couple, but I think maybe those were the biggest ones. I think in Australia, Sexy Eyes was the biggest. Have you been out here before? Last century. <laughs> One of those 20th century gigs. I was there for like a whole month where I was touring and I did television and radio, so I know it quite well. Denmark is your home, which is supposed to be one of the most content countries on earth. So why do you spend a lot of time in Italy, which is one of the most confused countries on earth? <laughs> well, I was basically just born there and then my parents uh, flew me around the world. I grew up in West Africa and North Africa and my father was a civil engineer. So we traveled a lot. I never really went back to Denmark because of that. You've got that wonderful mixed accent that could be from any number of places. Do you know what? When I'm in London, after like a few weeks and I hang out with my friends, I'll become like real Cockney. And then when I go to Australia, because my mind is completely mixed up with the languages. I think after a week I'm in Australia, I think I'm going to go all Australian on you. (laughs) Be swatting flies away from your face. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) You're coming in the best month too. I've been around Australia with a totally 80s tour during the middle of winter, which let me tell you was not as much fun as we're going to have in November because we're going everywhere. And the great thing is of the 10 shows we're doing, six of them are already sold out. I know. I'm really happy. I don't think it's because of me. Oh, come on. The Venga Boys are pretty hot. (laughs) The Venga Boys, of course, we've got Crystal Waters, Sonic, Joanne, Tina Cousins and yourself. It's a great lineup. Yeah. Like the Totally 80s tour. It's like that except for 90s. Does it feel odd to be doing the retro thing? Because I know you've had plenty of new releases since, but I've looked at your tour schedule and you often do 80s and 90s festivals. Well, here in Europe, there's been so much of the 90s revival coming back. It's funny because at the same time I'm producing house music now. I got signed with a label and I've actually just got a new label in Australia as well and they started playing my house music, which is quite fun. uh, I'm having my cake and eating it. (laughs) Back in the day, we're talking the the early 90s, you had producers doing the work for you. What's it like to be the other way around now? Quite a few years. I started just writing and producing for other people because I think if you're in this industry, it's it's good to know a bit of everything, the whole line of production. And when I write for myself I have more fun just the whole process I find it really interesting and working with the musicians it's just very different okay okay Wigfield Sunny Carlson what is the tedious part of the dance music industry is it doing the final mix is it doing the dub is it having to go into the recording studio at the time you're booked instead of when you want to get up it's promoting it (laughs) it's promoting it I think most every artist you ask to actually sit and you have to sell 
your music or to try and convince people that it's actually wonderful stuff that you're doing. If it's not in the charts, that's like the hardest thing, I think. Particularly if you're trying to do it by talking to them about it rather than playing it to them in the environment it's designed to be heard in a club, it's very difficult. Also because people won't give you a call if you're not in the charts. Especially nowadays, the music industry is completely different. Now the artists are getting ripped off directly by iTunes where they used to get ripped off by the record companies. I think it's turned around now. There's a lot of more money to be made in the live, live gigs. There used to be a lot of record sales and labels would basically throw money at you to make videos and there was a lot of money invested in in artists and, and a lot less now. You can download an MP3, you can download a video, but you can't download going to see someone live. You know, I thought maybe I should just do Skype concerts. <laughs> oh, there's plenty of people that do that. I know. I- Although you'd have to get the lighting set up at their place and the laser, have to get a line going out the door. Yeah, but it's not the same thing because there's nothing like the dodgy smell of a club. (laughs) What's the nightclub carpet like in the UK at the moment? Nightclub carpet is usually pretty dodgy. Has it improved any? Ever since they stopped, you know, in the 90s, you could smoke everywhere and then there was a big band. Actually, some of the clubs I get into in the afternoon to do the sound check, they're actually cleaner than my own house. (laughs) Well, that's annoying. Yeah, that's annoying. You still get the ones with the carpet. They still have that smell. What about the club toilets? Have they lifted their games at all? Mostly artists, they're lucky because they're backstage. We've got our own private room and usually they try and put out some knickknacks. I did a gig last week in in Switzerland and it was, I'm not on a diet. I'm just trying to eat healthy and it was just basically chocolate, Swiss chocolate. And that's like heroin. (laughs) Right at the top of the pyramid. That's the thing you have the least of. Well, I've I've written that dark chocolate, like really, really dark chocolate is actually good for you. So uh, I think that was the same study that found that red wine and heroin were also good for you. It's a bit of a (laughs) shonky study, that one. I I heard something about red wine, but I've stopped drinking, unfortunately, so I won't be having any of that. (laughs) Well, I had a lot of fun in the 90s, no, but I've had some cancer problems for the past few years. So I have to be like really careful of what I do and just try and live really healthy and do sports and just be a good girl. Basically just have my checkup every six months and they just look through everything. It was breast cancer anyway. So uh, I just get my checkups for the next five years and then Hopefully everything will be fine, you know. You have to go and get yourself a good checkup once in a while because you might be sick without knowing it. That's true. Yeah. What sports do you do but to keep yourself healthy? Let me guess, uh, they swim with the nose pegs on. <laughs> Synchronised swimming. <laughs> that was, yeah, right. <laughs> I can't even dance. What I like to do, I like to do yoga and pilates. and I don't go to the gym by myself. I need people to tell me what to do, so I like to do classes. If you're at the gym on your own, you get a bit bored and you just go home early. I used to be very very strict about it and do it myself I just find it so boring I prefer just going and have someone tell me what to do Wigfield what do you think of gym culture there's a certain type of gentleman that goes to the gym and thinks he's pretty clever and likes making lots of noise when he lifts the weights (laughs) (laughs) no I tend to sing along to the music even if it's like a yoga class and it's like really Enya Hear the guy go, oh, this is my record bench. And everyone's thinking, what a wanker. <laughs> what are you going to be wearing on stage? Because you've only got the one go there, the one set you're doing. You've got to go, well, this is Wigfield. What are you going to be wearing? Do you know what? I'm going to bring lots of stuff. I think it's also Halloween when I'm there. So I might 
I have a very, yeah, I have a very naughty costume and I might bring that one. Are you going to dress up as Pee Wee Herman or something? <laughs> I hope I can still fit in it because there's some of my jeans I don't fit in anymore, so I'll just try. <laughs> You're on your description, that's the one we want you to bring. If there's any problems with customs, just tell them to give Maynard a ring and I'll go, sure, that's her naughty costume, let her through. Okay, just speak to him. <laughs> because everyone in Australia knows everyone else. The customs have got my number. Oh, yeah. Have you worked with the Venga Boys before? You know, many of the artists from the 90s, it's just like one big family gathering when we get together and just really good fun. How would you compare the retro 90s to what you've seen of the retro 80s? Both the 80s and the 90s, they had like great melodies. And then something just went off a bit. There was a lot of techno music coming in. And I think maybe the drug culture just changed a little bit of that. There was a moment where music just became a bit hard. The melodies are coming back again. There's so much music coming out every week and it doesn't last as long as it used to. So I don't think people actually get the time to get used to a track. Because it'll be rotated off a radio station if they're even listening to radio. It's like in and out. It's a supermarket now. Yeah, yeah. What have you found for all of us out there that might be trying to promote our music? What is the surefire Wigfield way of getting your stuff played? How do you do it? <sighs> Well, nowadays you use radio pluggers. You have your label, but you ha you also have your radio pluggers. You you know you try and, and use the web for certain other things. Just trying to get through to as many people as as you can, as many fans, and just pass the word on. Now, uh, social media is important as well. Is any of your latest stuff available? It's actually in the charts also, I think, in the club charts. It just went up in Australia. Now it's number four in the UK. It's a song called In the Morning with my real name, Sunny, and it's a house track. the latest track I've actually done. You must be pretty happy about that. I'm happy because one of the producers, they were called Planet Funk. They're actually my producer. When I was in the studio and I, we were recording and I said, so how are we going to do this? He said, well, I want you to sing it as you were not white, basically a crack whore. Can you try and sing it that way? <laughs> oh, I remember the 90s. Of course I can do that one. <laughs> and then a little compressor on it. When I That's the final result. Will you be performing the new song at all in Australia? It's, it's got nothing to do with the Wickfield music. It's so different. And I think if you want to play a track in a club, people, they have to know it already. Otherwise, they just look at you and go, OK. <laughs> like the first time I was in Australia promoting the first club I did, that was the time of Sexy Eyes. And I did Saturday Night and I just had <laughs> the whole club just staring at me like, Okay, what was that about? <laughs> What's it feel like to know you've got three minutes 50 performing this song that they really are staring at you about on stage? How does that feel? I get even more excited if I play even in a smaller club with an older audience. The older audience, they don't really go mad like the younger ones. They kind of look at you and you really have to work for it. So I try and tell a couple of jokes or just trying to get people into what I'm trying to explain to them. <laughs> You have to work for it. You can't just pretend love me. In a show like our tour we've got, you've got two or three songs to perform to people there and they want to hear a bit about you in between because they probably wanted to see you for a decade or so, yeah. Oh, um, I never shut up. I talk. <laughs> <laughs> I might even end up with the Australian accent before I leave. I was watching the clip for uh, Say Cool. Say Cool, okay. Oh, God. Oh, God. 
That's an over-the-top clip. You arrive in a helicopter and you walk into what could be a porn set. It's a fantastic house, that house. And you had the great heels on. I thought, this is just opulent. I don't know what that was about because it was either that or the director said, let's go a week to Ibiza. And by the way, you're not in the video. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. So I'm going to pay for the party and then <laughs> just sit at home. You know, there wasn't really an idea. but <laughs> Hang on a minute, hold this good. <laughs> Judge Maynard here. <laughs> what sort of director says, give me some money and we'll just go make a video without you? It was amazing. I actually sat in the board meeting and I just looked at the guy and I could tell he was going like white and just looking at me. Yeah, and I bet it's your friends flying that. So basically the storyline was a villa in Ibiza with people partying. And I said, oh, yeah, you, we've never seen that before. <laughs> and I said, so why am I not in the video? He says, well, we don't really need you in the video, do we? <laughs> wow. That's the opposite of Duran Duran, where they would be in these fabulous things going around the world for free. This is you paying for someone else to go around the world for free in your video. Exactly. Was he thinking you were too old? Because, you, you, I mean, you were well into your 20s by then. Did he think you were far too old or something? Ageism is a problem, like, with my last project. Going around different labels, people will go online and go, mm, how old is she now? That's a problem nowadays. If you're not 20 and wearing a miniskirt, that's a problem. And, and I'm just saying, just listen to the F <coughs> music. Just choose if you like the music or if you don't. But who cares? You can be 95 and make house music. It's part of the reason because maybe a younger person could be easily manipulated by the industry much easier than someone who's been around the block and goes, oh, no, you don't go to Ibiza with my money. Definitely, especially when you sign deals with labels. When you're young and not really knowing what you're going in for, you just say, yeah, 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 yeah. You're just happy to have a deal. Nowadays, you know, there's a lot of labels. They could just go on and see how many likes you've got on Facebook or Instagram and then they say oh they've got like two million so maybe we just we should sign them but you can fix that as well you know you can just buy likes which is ridiculous I believe Mozart was chosen because of his work on Instagram he was fantastic <laughs> he got so many likes he had so many followers and stuff everyone was wearing the wigs it was going nuts <laughs> I look forward to introducing you around Australia. We've heard a bit of what you're doing new now. I'm really, really happy to come to Australia, especially because the weather here is getting really shitty. <laughs> get out of that northern hemisphere. You've got to get right out of there real fast. Come here, wear your naughty Halloween outfit, get it through customs. Aussie people, then you're very close to Danish people. You're very down to earth. I like that. We're very, very relaxed. I'm just getting relaxed talking now. <laughs> what Wigfield track should we finish with? Right in the night. Have a great tour of Australia, and I look forward to introducing you on stage in Melbourne, Sydney, Perth, Adelaide, Hobart, everywhere. Everywhere. We're going to have so much fun.
on maynard.com.au. AU! Hey,